You are listening to Master Coaching with Ajit, a podcast that inspires coaches to impact lives of their clients more meaningfully. I am Coach Ajit, and I'm known for coaching high performers, entrepreneurs, and leaders. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and author of many books. On this podcast, I am answering your burning questions. I'm also demonstrating and deconstructing behind-the-scenes coaching sessions. Why are you nervous? Just because uh, I know this is for a podcast. So, yeah. Uh, okay. What's coming up for you? What's the nervousness about? Is it the nervousness because it's getting recorded? Because you're going to be vulnerable? Is it because of something else? Because I'm going to be recorded. Because I'm going to be vulnerable. Because... Is this your first time doing a podcast? It's my second time. Second time. Well, welcome to Growth Edges for you in life. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I understand the nervousness. Would breathing help or do you already feel a little bit calm and relaxed? I'll take a deep breath. Take a deep breath in and breathe out for about seven seconds. Okay. Feel relaxed? I feel good. Awesome. That's amazing. Sally, to make our next 45 minutes or so really productive and useful to you, I'd love to know what is the direction that you would like us to take today. Is there a particular item that you want to focus on? Is there a particular challenge you want to focus on? Is there a particular desire you want to focus on? Is there something that would make this session a great session for you? I kind of had a big revelation that I've been looking at my business in the wrong way that's not serving me since we last spoke. And I realized that I really can do my business, my franchise business, as well as do a coaching business. I think I was thinking about it kind of in a bad way. Like it was draining me, thoughts like, I don't want to do this anymore. But when I really thought about it, and I thought about the money that it's making, the I know how to do it. I know how I don't have to put that much energy into it. And that I could actually hire some more sales reps that could help me. I see how I can continue on with the franchise business as well as work in my coaching business and as well as being a contract coach. So I guess my question is to you. How do you... Because I know you have multiple businesses. How do you structure your time so you're not just successful in your work, but you also have time to travel, you have time to spend with your family, and you have time for your own self-care. Because that's kind of what I'm struggling with right now. So what you're looking for, Sally, is a model, a model that will help you structure different businesses and your life at the same time. Exactly. And if I gave you the model that will make this conversation today a really good and successful conversation for you. Cool. Amazing. So Mm -hmm. here is something that I do. Is maybe about four or five parts to it, okay? And part one is knowing what's important. And the challenge most of us have is we feel everything's important that is in our life, right? Do you feel like that as well sometimes, that everything is kind of important, what you do in your life, and there is nothing that really can be taken out of your life? Right. Mm-hmm. right? Everything, everything I do is important. important. Yeah. And that's, that's the story for most of us, is we feel everything is important because everything that we do in life, it's a part of our life. The challenge with that is when everything is important, nothing really is truly important. Nothing really is designed to help us live the life that we want to live. 
We simply operate as a reaction to society around us or reactions to circumstance around us. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first part of really being able to design the life that you want to have and be able to do more with your life is to find out what's important to you. And that stems from firstly awareness towards your value mm-hmm. or your value system, right? And also awareness towards your desires and your passions. There are many awarenesses that a person might have. There are about eight awarenesses that we tend to usually constrain ourselves towards to fully have a self-aware version of ourselves. But these three are vitally important for us to design life, right? Your values, your desires, and your passions, right? right? What do I mean by these three awarenesses? Value awareness is when you know which values would you highly rate to be able to make a decision in your life, right? They are consistent and mm-hmm. mostly they're autopilot. But when you're not able to make a decision, which happens very often, which is why you would wonder, how should I structure my day? Is because you're not clear on your top three values or your top two values that help you make a decision faster. Here's how you find your values. I want you to Google values or what are the different values a person can have. And it'll give you tons of downloadable sheets that will allow you to be able to see some words that help you find your values. And then I want you to look at those words, or if they're already within you, then I want you to write down all the values that you operate from, right? Looking at a sheet of words helps you find some values that are there, but you're not finding the word in the moment. So sheet could be helpful, but is not always required. Now, out of this sheet, what I want you to do, once you've identified, say, 10 values that you operate from on a day-to-day basis and would like to continue to operate from, I want you to start value ranking them. By value ranking, it means you take two values and say, one or two, which one's more important to me? And then you highlight the one that's important to you. Then you say two and three, which one's more important to me? So basically you are finding out what are your top values if you were to weigh against different values. Eventually, what it should give you is it should give you your top three values, top two values, top five values, whatever it might be. Three seems to be a number that works with me really well. For me, it is love, service, and freedom, Mm. right? Now, what would happen sometimes is I would say, but this year, something is more priority. So anytime I have to make a decision, it must come from a place of love, service, or freedom. It must fit one of these values. But recently, because of my priorities right now in life or where I am right now, my number one value actually is health, Mm. right? So I would not do anything that would compromise my emotional, physical, spiritual health, right? So that's my number one. But if you look at core decision-making that I do, it's from love, service, or freedom. Does that make sense as of now? I like that. Yeah, I like that. So you want to find out your core values because when you find your core values, you are able to now go into saying, okay, what is the awareness towards my value? What is important to me, right? And so you will start thinking about your decisions and how to structure your days more around finding out that which value am I serving? Am I serving all of my values? Am I operating from my values? But that's not enough. The second thing that you want to look at is how aware are you of your desires? Mm. And the reason why you want to be very aware of your desires is because desires is what drive action, right? There is a life that you live that is comfortable and nice. And then there's a life that you want to live. There is a desire towards maybe a better body or a better partner or a better work setting, whatever that is. There's a desire. Desire pulls humanity forward. Mm-hmm. Right, Because we as humanity desire things to be better than wherever they are today is why we take action towards creating new things in the world around us or make things better around us. 
right? So desire is vitally important and you must have absolute awareness towards what's your biggest desire or what are your biggest desires because that will inform what's important to you. Right, right. Does that yeah. make any sense as of now? No, it really is. And, and I want to give back. I, I mean, I know that's a big desire of mine. I want to mm-hmm. give back. I want to give back to my children. I want to be an example for them. And at this point in my life, I want to offer what I know to other people that will help them grow. Amazing. So that's good that you have some desire awareness. I want you to do this exercise also post our call, right? The reason why I want you to do this exercise is because I want you to get absolute clarity towards it, right? Mm -hmm. The third desire that you want to be very clear about is your passion desire. What is it that you're really passionate about? What is it that really you can go and do day in, day out because it fuels you? It's like, you know, you're almost creating Mm -hmm. art and you're just engrossed in it and you don't have to work to do it. It feels natural. It feels aligned. It feels fulfilling. That's what you want to find out. Now, that may be very clear to you right now. I love to travel. I just love to travel. Love to travel. That's amazing. Travel is different than coaching. Yeah, we just got back from a Mediterranean uh, trip and I'm just planning my next trip. I absolutely love to travel. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. Right. So you want to find out more of your passions. Like travel might be one, is one for that matter. Now, there might be other that you totally feel so aligned with, so drawn to, you want to do more of it. That's awesome. You want to find your passion awareness. You want to know what your passions are. Now, these three variables will usually give you a sense of clarity towards what is important to you. Mm -hmm. Do you have some ideas as of now that may be popping? You might be like, all right, this is what definitely is important to me. Yeah, well, I want to get back and I want to coach people. I do love coaching and I love seeing people transform from where they are to where they go during a coaching program or a coaching session. So I totally want to do more of that. I don't know how to incorporate the travel aspect into it just yet. Which is fine. There's awareness towards it. That's what we want first. Yeah. So I definitely want to have freedom. I know I want to coach and I know I want to travel. Okay. Beautiful. So that's beautiful. All of those things are amazing. Great that you have these awarenesses. Now, the second step to creating whatever we want to create in our life and being able to do everything is to now actually doing what is important to us, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that involves us actually being able to say, okay, if I love traveling, how can I actually put some time towards traveling? Every month, every week, every six months, every three months, whatever that thing is. But to be able to say, I'm going to do what is important to me. Yes. Right? Let's say, and let's say, so this travel is a little bit more expansive because usually it can't be done on a daily basis. Usually, again, depending on everybody's lifestyle, you can be nomadic. I'm not saying you can't do it, but a lot of people are not. So I'm going to assume that that's not what you desire. You don't want to travel every single day. You want to travel, say, once every quarter. Let's just hypothetically assume that. Yeah, or every two months. Every two months, even better. So every two months, what if there was actually a schedule that says you're traveling every two months? Somehow... It's happening. Fantastic. (laughs) So you're already living some of the life that you want to do and you're able to do them, right? But let's go beyond travel because it seems like you sorted your first passion already out. You've already scheduled every two months that you're doing something around your first passion. But let's say your second passion is coaching, right? That is something that suspends time for you. Or it might be the other business that you have, whatever the second passion is and whatever your third passion is. You have to say, if this is passionate to me, if this is important to me, If this is something that I want to do and it serves my values, it serves my desires, 
I need to block time for it. Yes. I right? am doing that. Yes. Okay. So that's I, great. Yeah. And are you blocking time for your family? Because it's something that you said in passing. This is the time when I meet with my family. I hang out with my family. I do things with my family. Yes, I am. And are you doing that for your health? Yes. Are you doing that for all other areas of your passion? I think so. Then Sally, why do you think you can't do everything? Because it seems like you're already doing it. Because that we started with the premise that you said, you seem to be doing it all, but I am not. But as we got to a point where I said, did you schedule time for A, B, C, D, E? You were at the point where you're saying, no, I have scheduled time for everything. What makes you believe that you're not doing it all? I think it's just my brain wanting to do more. Or oh, okay. I think it's more just of what? More of everything. I think if I sit back and look at my life, I have a beautiful, balanced life. Mm-hmm. But my brain wants, oh, you have to do more. You have to do more of this. You have to spend more time with your mother. You have to spend more time working on your business. You didn't get your walk yesterday. You know, I, I did get to swim, but I didn't get my walk. So I, I think it's just maybe my brain not appreciating what I am doing. I think... It's a very big possibility. It's a very big possibility. You see, when you asked me the question, how do you fit everything into your life or how do you get to do everything in my life? I thought you were not able to do things in your life. And so my approach to work with you or to give you was a system to be able to do things. And there are many other steps to be able to get that system, but I don't think that's necessarily our problem today. Or that's not necessarily a concern today. Our concern today, our challenge today is Sally and conversation Sally has with herself. I think so. So Sally, when you are not able to say, spend more time with your mother or not be able to get a walk in, what is the story that you tell yourself? Well, let's say my mother, because my mother's 91 and my brother, her son just passed away and she's, feeling, well, I'm sad, but she's feeling very sad and depressed. And right now she's sick. I spoke to her this morning and she really wants me to take care of her. And she thinks I don't need to work. I don't need to travel. She thinks. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm feeling guilty because I'm thinking I should spend more time with her because she really wants me to, and she won't be around that much longer. You know, she's 91. So that goes through my head. Okay. Sally, I understand what your mother wants from you. What do you want? I want exactly what I'm doing. Then how would your behavior be if you didn't get what you want and you started delivering to your mother's need? How would you show up? Yeah, I would show up resentful. Would that be something or the version that your mother would want to see while she's in pain? Maybe, yes. (laughs) She would want to see you resentful. As long as I'm there, yeah. <laughs> you really believe that is how a parent's heart can be? No. Would you like your children to be resentful of you while they're hanging out with you? No, not at all. Not at Why all. Why would you think your mother is any different? No, that's it. That's true. And I know if I was taking care of her, which I did for my brother before he died, it's very heavy. It's very heavy. Yeah, and that's not what I want. So... Sally, we understand, or at least that's what I understand now as I'm talking to you, is while you love your mother and you would love to spend some time with her or a lot of time with her, there's also an element of you that you must take care of to be able to be of service and be present and be loving what your mother really needs, right? So what if we worked on a game plan? What if we asked ourselves, what is it that your mother actually wants from you? 
what is it that she really seeks? And how do we best do, based on our ability, our time commitment, and so forth, what could be the best we could do so she is fulfilled because she gets what she truly wants? Have you ever had that discussion with your mother asking, what is it that you truly seek? I understand you want me to spend time with you, but that's a very superficial thing. What do you really want from, from this relationship? I haven't asked that question. Would you be able to reflect on that without full understanding of what she truly may be wanting? Yes. What is it that you think your mother needs from you right now? She wants me to love her. I know she wants me physically. I know she wants me there. I don't think that's something that I can necessarily do more than I'm doing. I am going to visit her next weekend. But I think she just wants to know I care. And I love her. That's the main thing. So you said that's the main thing. And I'm glad you did that. Because I think the thing that a parent wants is at at that age is quality time with their kids and people that they love and they really care for themselves. And they want to feel like they're important. They Mm want to feel like they're needed, that they're being cared for, that they are relevant in this world. Especially, and I don't know how physically able your mother is at 91, but a lot of times they're not physically able to do so many things that were so easy for them at one point in their life and they still remember those times, right? right? So what if, Sally, we found out other ways to show care to your mother? What if we said, let's find out how is it that my mom receives love? Quality time is one thing and absolutely you're doing the best you can in that. There's only that much you can do, which I understand, which we can make her understand once we find what are the other ways we could serve her. And I'm not saying this is the path, but here could be a a thing. Maybe your mom loves flowers. And maybe every other day without her noticing or without her knowing, she receives a bouquet or a bunch of flowers with a little note from you. And that can be automated. You don't even have to do it yourself. You can just have that mindfulness of saying, I want this to be sent to my mom on this day. Here's the address. Here's a personal note. I want to be attached to it. Maybe Mm -hmm. she loves tortellini and you just order handmade tortellini for her. Mm. Or maybe she likes a great cup of tea. And maybe you send your daughter or your son or whoever your kids are, if they're around to say, hey, would you go and have a cup of tea with your Nana today? Just so that she can see that you need her and she's cared for and that you love her too. Maybe sometime your husband can do it. Sometime her old friend could do it. Mm -hmm. somebody could show up for her maybe once every week. So every other week you are showing up, but then on the other week, somebody else is showing up and you're seeking that support and help from people around you to see if anybody else can do it. And maybe there will be more people interested in doing if we ask. Yeah. Right? Even if it is just a phone call, a video call instead of physical presence to be like, hey, Nana, I just called you because, you know, I was missing you. And maybe that's just a 10 minute phone call that you're, children can do. And that might feel Nana feel really, really important and cared for and seen and heard and presented. Yeah. How would that sound for you, Sally? Yeah, that sounds, that's nice. And and they do. And my, my children are thirties. So <laughs> yeah, it's a little more difficult to visit, have tea with her from Portland, Oregon, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I think that's a, that's, yeah, I just have to open my mind more and think, what would she like? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we make a list of that and we we surprise her with that. And as we surprise her with that, our, her primary need for being cared for is fulfilled. 
Yeah. Like to feel important, as fulfilled, to be seen as fulfilled. Yes. And I think you might be underestimating your children. If you share what you feel with them without giving them an instruction, but actually having a conversation with them, a 30-year-old in this time is a very mature person. Yes. They understand the needs of a human being. They've studied it. They've been presented that information. You seem to be a very good mother. You might have presented that information in the past, but instead of giving an instruction, please call Nana, ask her, here's what Nana is feeling. Would you be open to doing this and this and this? And would you be able to spare 10 minutes out of your busy schedule? And I'm certain that they will be willing to do so. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Kids are really smart now. I'm in 30s myself, but... You know, we we have a very different generation. We were, at least from what I understand from my parents, they were never exposed to the ideas that I'm exposed to at this young an age. And so I am more present to conversations. I am more available and I'm more aware of an experience of the person that may be impacted by me. And so it's different. I do care. Even if somebody just makes a logical argument and say, what do you think about this? And I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I can do that. And I would do things that are even uncomfortable because of that. Right. And that's part of that. Yeah, that does make sense. That's part of my wanting to give back. Amazing. Amazing. So, Mm -hmm. Sally, so we've kind of like moved around in this conversation a little bit. (laughs) We started with saying, hey, I want to be able to do everything that I want to do. We found out you're able to do everything that you want to do. And then we zeroed into one thing that seems like you're not able to do as much as somebody else expects you to do, uh, which is your mom being taken care of. What else do you feel like that you're not able to do right now that you would like to do? Other than my mother and physically being with my mother, I don't think there's anything that I can't do. I can exercise. I can be healthy. I can take care of myself, have my own time. I can do my business, my franchise business, which I think I had the wrong attitude about. Our conversation really woke me up. And I can coach people and I am coaching people and I am traveling and I'm spending time with my children and my husband. So I think it's just not realizing that every day and and just kind of celebrating that. Mm-hmm. Sally, do you have a practice for the morning or for the evenings where you reflect on your day or for the week? I do. You do? I, yes. So how does that practice look like? Well, this morning, I listened to Paul McKenna on Evercoach mm-hmm. and a motivation meditation, and it was fantastic. When I wake up in the morning, I do some sort of meditation. And then I love to watch Abraham on YouTube for about 15 minutes while I'm having my coffee. I do some exercise. I do some gratitude practice. What does your gratitude practice look like? Well, sometimes it's on paper, but usually it's just saying to myself, I'm alive. I'm healthy. What a beautiful home. I love my husband. I'm so grateful for my dog. So I'm just kind of looking around. And then I get into my list and business and what I'm going to do for the day, my calendar. Beautiful, beautiful. Can I give you a suggestion for your gratitude practice? Please, of course. Add the day-to-day blessings, not just generalized blessings like, oh, I love my dog, I love my husband, I love my kids, I have a great house. Those are things that what happens after a point is, yes, we are all grateful for that. But Mm -hmm. because we are repeating the same thing or similar things every single day, the real benefit of gratitude is missed, which is to appreciate life. Mm. to change our state. 
to change the beingness or the availability of joys that we have around us. So instead of saying, I'm grateful for my husband, say, I'm grateful I was able to spend 20 minutes with my husband in the pool yesterday, right? It makes it a little bit more specific. You got you relive those positive, beautiful moments again because yeah. you remind yourself of that. From How did you know we spent 20 minutes in the pool yesterday? I have no idea. You said you were able to do swim practice yes, yesterday. <laughs> so I just imagined it was with your husband. And yeah, I am also a clairvoyant. I see everything. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> what really is important here is to really recall these moments because mm-hmm. it's almost like reliving those moments and giving you the benefit of what that moment really did. When you spend time with your husband, you had a great time. You laughed, probably giggled and swim together and talked about stories and talked about things. And that was a beautiful moment you lived. The next day in the morning, when you recall that moment, all of that juice that was in your body at that time for those 20 minutes is constrained and, and delivered back to you in 20 seconds as you remember that moment, right? It's all brought together to you. And you want to recall these moments because these moments is what really will fuel you for the day. And it'll also remind you how great your life is and how you get to live it every single day, the version of it that you get to live it every single day. And it becomes really, really beneficial. And you're also more aware that you do have it all and that you can create and have created already whatever you wanted to. And you are only creating new versions and that's okay. That's part of life. That's part of growth. But that doesn't discount what you have. It actually accounts for all you have and then gives you some more. Right. And what I'm thinking right now, what's coming up for me is I'm so grateful to be talking to you. How amazing is this? <laughs> it is. So I'm grateful yeah. that I have a chance to talk to you about this. It's a beautiful story that you have. And it's so wonderful that you're at a stage of your life where you get to live it all. That's a dream life for a lot of people that they can have time for family and friends and dog and work and things that they're passionate about and so on and so forth. And you are living that life. So I'm grateful that we have this opportunity to talk and that you will now find ways to do that one thing that you seem to be missing right now, which is to be able to spend more time with your mother or be able to somehow show her that you care, that she's loved, that she's important, that she's needed so she can continue to live her life with the greatest joy that she wants to, which is why she wants you to be around as much as possible. So I think that's beautiful. And I'm grateful that we are having that opportunity. Sally, the focus of our call, we were able to, I think, get that thing kind of clear in your mind pretty quickly, which is awesome and amazing. And I love that. Is there anything that you're struggling with that you would like to cover over the next 10, 15 minutes or something that mindset-wise you're trying to figure out? that I can help with? Yes, yes. The other thing is, like right now, I feel fantastic and I can't wait to reflect and review what we talked about. But sometimes I don't feel motivated. Sometimes the lull kind of comes. And what do you suggest in those times that I don't feel like picking up the phone and making sales calls or doing the things that I should be doing or I want to be doing for my future. Mm-hmm. So Sally, you see motivation by nature is fickle. It changes mm-hmm. by what's happening around us, not even within us, right? Let's say, for example, if you, because of, you know, maybe cars around, you're not able to get a good night's sleep, you may wake up unmotivated, right? right. Just because right. of something that happened around you. 
Um, you burned your eggs in the morning for some reason, you may suddenly feel demotivated. Motivation is very fickle, and which is why motivation is what is not that drives your business. That may be a factor. It is a boost, definitely. When you're more motivated, you do even better work in a shorter period of time. So yes, motivation helps. But motivation is not what builds your business. It's mm-hmm. actually your ability to stay consistent that mm-hmm. builds your business, right? Your ability mm-hmm. to be able to do what you say you're going to do that builds your business, That's right? right? So while, yes, there will be good days and bad days and motivation level, if you've set yourself up in a mm. way where you will not fail to do what you said you're going to do, you wouldn't have a challenge of building the business. Now, you're already a successful entrepreneur, so I don't really have to share this with you. But at the same point in time, I want to bring this to your attention. In your business that you're successful at already, it is more likely that you have some sort of task list or schedule or some version of, I need to do this today. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yes. Right. And then because it's a running business, most likely you don't miss it. Like 90% of the time you get it done. Maybe there's 10% where you miss it. But 90% of the time it's done. Maybe even 95%, right? True. The reason why that happens is not because of your motivation. You could be not happy that day. You might be just pissed that day. You might even be hurt that day. Like in the sense physically hurt, the task still gets done. That's true. And the reason is simple because there is a schedule, a task list, or some version of self-accountability that you've put in there that tells you, I must do this. Yeah, yeah. And your story to yourself is, if I don't do this, the world's going to end, which is not true, but that's how you tell it to yourself, which is why you get it done. Right, right. Right. How is that? Yeah, go on. It's not a problem then. Motivation is not a problem. Motivation is going to go up and down. Motivation is not what defines anything. Motivation goes up and down in a relationship. I'm sure with your partner, one day you feel like he's the sexiest man alive and the next day you say he's a total, you know, yeah. <laughs> pain in the butt or whatever is the language that you like to use. And I'm sure it's the same for him. It's the same for every couple. Every day you're not motivated about your partner, but do most days are you motivated about your partner? Do you yeah. love them for their day-to-day, every day, how they show up in that relationship, the consistency of them yeah. is yeah. what you love. Right. And the consistency (laughs) might be that they are just always changing and that's fine too. But it's some version of that that you love, but motivation changes. And it's also a commitment, I think. And because you have committed to the person, of course, that's also gets you to keep staying in that relationship 100%. And the business. Yeah. And the business. Yes. So what you want to ask yourself is how do you build the same kind of accountability, scheduling, structure in your other business where you're finding that motivation gets in the way? Yeah, yeah. Because then motivation is not going to get in the way. Right. Because there's structure. Yeah. And I think hiring people will help. I had employees before, but that energizes me is helping and teaching others and getting them motivated. You know, So, so I think adding that piece to it will be good. Amazing. Well, Sally, this was a wonderful conversation. What were some of your takeaways from it? What is it that you're going to put into action? Yeah, so my takeaways are find out what my values are every day and focus on my values. When I'm having my morning reflection, my meditation and my gratitude practice really go specific rather than general. So instead of being grateful for my husband, grateful for the kiss that he gave me on the cheek in the morning, things like that. And that I'm doing it right, that everything's beautiful. There's that I should be really proud of myself. I will practice being really proud of myself 
rather than thinking I'm not doing enough. I am doing enough. I am enough. So, and then you're also going to figure out how to make your mother feel seen and heard. And then my mother, yes. You're going to talk to her about it. You're going to find other ways. And you're also going to bring the practice that you have in your existing business into your new business. So you can have some more commitment and schedule and motivation doesn't get in the way. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. All right. It was a pleasure talking to you, Sally. I'll be talking to you soon. Oh, 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 oh,